If you're a fan of this podcast and want to see it continue, help support us on Patreon, where you can unlock tons of exclusive content, including, but not limited to, movie commentaries, ad-free versions of our promo specials, extended cuts, early access to new episodes, behind-the-scenes clips, first access to merchandise, blooper reels, and even a chance to vote on what we cover next on our podcaster's disassembled episodes. Just head right on over to patreon.com slash podcastersassemble. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash podcastersassemble. Link in the show notes. For years, the best podcasters from around the world have gathered to review, reminisce, and riff on popular franchises. They've assembled Earth's mightiest superheroes, busted their fair share of ghosts, unplugged from the Matrix, kept a watchful eye on Gotham City, discovered the secrets of Jurassic Park. And other audio adventures. But there were some movies that didn't make the cut. From the creators of Podcasters Assemble comes a movie hype series hosted by a motley crew of talent. My mom's favorite story about me when I was a very young kid, like three years old, is I had a rubber like Jaws toy. And uh, oh my God, really? when I was in the bathtub, I put its mouth around my dick and it got stuck there and I just started screaming. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, so no. that was my Jaws experience. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Podcasters disassemble. And here we are, podcasters disassembled, uh, just in time for Shark Week. Uh, so we've got we've got a couple episodes that are dropping this week i don't know what order they're dropping in i i don't i'm only the one who's editing them but i don't know when they <laughs> drop whatever anyways my name is zach you can find me normally over on the neatcast fn cultured or contributing to podcasters assembled and joined again by i think the man who's been there more times than i have somehow even though i host them uh chris from comic zombie welcome back chris <laughs> hey man thanks for having me how are you how are you doing what's new with you um, nothing much, just in the middle of a move, so everything's boxed up and half my stuff's one place and half my stuff's another, but them's the breaks, so, so all good. So glad you could join us for podcasting. Your wife must, must be ecstatic that you stopped packing to do this. <laughs> she was actually really kind of annoyed that I was like, no, 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 I can't pack up the computer yet. I gotta wait until after Wednesday. She's like, the f- we're moving on Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. It'll be fine. Yeah. Have you also told her that you're recording tomorrow as well? Yeah, that's not going to go over very well, but uh, we'll have a conversation <laughs> in the morning. Oh, no. So I'm the cause of Chris's divorce. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Joined also again by uh, Eric Slater from Every Podcast Imaginable. Hey, how's it going? Good, Glad man. How? Going. What have you What have you been up to? You went on a vacation. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I was visiting my family out west uh, in Arizona where it's, um, you know, uh, uh, about hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 117 degrees i think it got to at one point um no thank brutal yeah pretty brutal uh but hey i survived um only a minor heat stroke you know all good well we've missed you so continue just plowing out those podcaster assembled episodes (laughs) because 
none of us, none of the rest of us are doing it. We're we're gonna get through this Jurassic Park season eventually, maybe, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, with all our limbs intact. <laughs> uh, and also, for the first time, we're joined by another another fellow neat caster, Mike. Hey, baby. Jeez, ow. <laughs> how how you doing? Good, I'm happy good. to you're, be here. You're very loud. No, why? Should you should know this, uh, Mike? I haven't talked to you for a couple of weeks, so I'll be talking to you tomorrow night. But what's new? Um, I had my birthday celebration at Myrtle Beach, which was really nice. fun. I got drunk off my ass uh, every single day. <laughs> I would wake up, start drinking, and not stop until three a.m. But also, my back <laughs> is extremely sunburned and peeling off. I have Ooh. lizard skin basically all the way down my spine. Like I'm, I'm shedding. It's fucking Ouch. painful. I put, I have to rub on a new layer of aloe every fucking hour. It just, I'm in agony. My life is hell. Well, but Myrtle Beach should, was really fun. You're a ginger. You shouldn't be going outside. Oh, also, I have a scab on my elbow because I <laughs> there, there was a there was a lazy river at the hotel, and I jumped into the tube, and it immediately flipped over, and I slammed against cement. And, wow. And and. <laughs> And, oh, <laughs> and then last last night, I uh, the scab like opened up and oh, bled God. all the fuck over my bed. It looked like I was axe murdered in my sleep. I woke <laughs> up. I'm like, there is blood everywhere. <laughs> anyway, at least you were in the water when that happened. That's true because then I would have been eaten by a jaws. <laughs> <laughs> by a jaws, which which is the movie we are. Uh, we are talking about tonight. This is, um, I think, the top tier of all shark movies ever. And I know for many people, uh, a top tier movie, period. Um, oh, yeah. The synopsis of Jaws. If you've never freaking seen it, you need to go watch it. But when a young woman is killed by a shark while skinny dipping near a New England tourist town of Amity Island, police chief Martin Brody, played by Roy Sh- uh, Scheider, wants to close the beaches but layer asshole Larry Vaughn, played by Murray Hamilton, overrules him, fearing that the loss of tourist uh, revenue will cripple the town. And then Matt Hoopa, Richard Dreyfus, shows up and goes out with grizzled ship captain Quint, played by Robert Shaw. And they offer to help Brody capture the killer beast and the trio engage in an epic battle of man versus nature. You know, when this came out, Hollywood executives must have been like, yeah, shark movies, that's the next big thing, I tell you. But like, has there been a single good shark movie besides jaws <laughs> i mean it was all downhill from there i will i will argue yes but okay, not as good it? as jaws i would say deep blue sea is no, a decent you are shark a liar <laughs> shark frankenstein <laughs> honestly i think the second best one is jaws ja- 2 no jaws yeah. 2 is still and jaws 2 is certainly not great but as far I, it's like a pretty good movie yeah yeah it's like i mean it's probably if it's, it's not before, the best behind Jaws, it's it's in the conversation. It's definitely I, before they jumped the shark. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, I don't know whether to punch you or applaud you. I'm going to applaud you. Applaud Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Uh, Jaws 2 is up there. I do like Deep Blue Sea quite a bit, but man, that's a dumb movie. Um, oh, it, it, but yeah. It knows also, it, it. That's the charm of it. Like, it... Yeah. If it took, if it was like Fast and the Furious one through four, yeah. you'd be like, "Boo!" But it's like Fast and the Furious five through seventy six, where they're like, "This is looking <laughs> stupid." 
And so it's kind of fun. Right. Yeah. Also, no, totally. Deep Blue like Sea. Deep Blue Sea, you can really contrast how like all of the shark kills in that movie are so goofy and cartoonish, as yeah. opposed to this, where every time Jaws kills someone, it's like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. This yeah. is a PG movie. <laughs> yes. So this is the same is... rating as Rescue Rangers. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> I always forget this is like mid seventies. This is nineteen seventy five, right? It came out. Yeah. It was released June twentieth, nineteen seventy five, uh, by Universal Pictures. It was made by, for four. Excuse me, made for nine million. Do you guys know how much is made in the box office? Uh, a ton, like a hundred times that. A ton. Well, I wouldn't say a hundred, but a ton would work. It's like a hundred uh, plus million, or close to a hundred million in nineteen seventies dollars, which would be like. A shit ton today. Yeah. So apparently, like money. It has made four hundred and seventy-two million. Oh my god! That's, that's what it deserves so, it. Wow. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it was it, like it was one a, of the first blockbusters, right? Well, yeah. It, it changed everything. Like it changed the ratings board. Well, well, helped helped lead to changing the ratings board yeah. down the line. Uh, changed the way everyone looked at sharks. Like no one was like. <laughs> I mean, some people were people who like interacted with them, but the average person wasn't like, you know, in a landlocked state. Like I live in Ohio and I'm scared to fucking shit of Jaws, you know? Yeah. I, me personally, like having grown up at the beaches when I saw it, that was fun. <laughs> it, it fucked me up, yeah. dude. Like I loved it so much. I used to watch it all the time, but it fucked me up. I To the point where my brother and I, I remember this vividly. I was probably about 10, so he would have been about eight. And uh, we, we finished watching the movie at like, 5 p.m. ish and it's summer so it's it's light a little bit later but we were like let's go swimming and by the time it started to get a little dusky the swimming pool in our back freaking yard all of a sudden it was like do i want to jump in there i don't know you know like (laughs) it's a fucking swimming pool a couple miles from the beach and you're still like oh man i don't know like i can't think of any other movie besides maybe like you know something like the exorcist uh, or something to that level that that fucked people up the way Jaws did. Oh, totally. I grew up in a landlocked state. Uh, I grew up in Nevada, and I was scared to get in the pool. <laughs> like <laughs> this movie was traumatizing. Exactly. That's my point. Like people that had no, like, there's no way this could ever affect you, and it's like it's going to affect me. I just know it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, when when did you first see the film? Um, I was really young. I forgot. When I think I might have seen Alien first, and it's funny that this movie is yeah, so was so influential that like they sold Alien, this brilliant movie, as Jaws in space. Yes, like, <laughs> but well, most people don't know this, but Eric and I almost had an entirely different career based off Jaws in space. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that we'll, tracks. We'll have to have it, a link. It, to yeah, insert a clip of space sharks here, by the way, yeah. future editor. Yes, dear. Um, Houston, do you read? Houston, we have a problem. What the? Is that a... No way. Yeah, in fact, I would say that Alien is the only spiritual successor successor to Jaws. To Jaws? Mm-hmm. That actually lives up to Jaws. I almost thinking Alien and Aliens. I almost called. I almost just called this movie Jaw instead of Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jaws is Jaws a prequel. 
<laughs> Not only did this movie inspire the Alien franchise, it also inspired the Halloween franchise, which in turn helped inspire the entire slasher genre. So, really, I believe yeah, so. That's, so, where, so that's where a lot of like, shark movies fuck up is they try to go for like schlocky horror or action uh-huh. movie. Yeah, where Jaws I, is a character study interspersed with pretty horrific moments from what, by all accounts, should be like a complete suspension of disbelief breaking robot. It uh, looks terrible, <laughs> but you're so caught up in the movie, you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna die. I yeah. swear to God, when you watch that movie, this movie in 2022, that shark is still convincing every second it's on screen. Because you're so into the movie, you're Agreed. like, oh my 100%. god, holy shit. Every time you see its face, it's like, ah! <laughs> it's, and even though it's just a dumb robot, it's like you're so pulled into the movie. It doesn't matter. It's is well, it Jaws two where there's that shot where if you freeze frame it, you can see down the shark's throat and all the gears and everything. I uh, don't know. I think it's remember the bit in Jaws two. Are you, are you thinking about Donatello and Dina's View and Ninja Turtles? No, 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 no. I know you're talking about. But the, in oh. Jaws two, the scene where all the I know we're not talking Jaws two, but where all the kids have like they're made a little boat island to try to survive together. Yeah, and the shark like scrapes the side of a boat trying to grab someone's arm or leg or something like that. And if you look down, like kind of the camera's almost like going down the barrel of the shark's mouth, and you can see the hydraulics working as it's going like ar, 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 ar. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. Famous Jaws sound effect. Shark sound effects stuck in his teeth. The worst shark sound effect ever is Jaws 4, where it roars like a friggin' lion, where it gets shark shot. <laughs> they don't have vocal cords! They don't have vocal cords! <laughs> um, before how, we... how do you know? Have you ever jumped down a shark's throat? You don't know. Yeah, they do you shark could. sign language. Uh, I've tried, and they don't like it. <laughs> and they didn't need uh, to speak to tell me that. <laughs> So, so before we dive in, uh, oh. sorry, oh. I had to, I had to, um, has anyone read the book? Yes. I'm really curious how it compares. No, it's the movie is significantly better. I can tell you that from, yeah. Uh, over at F and cultured Bobby, uh, Griff and Rick actually chatted about it in a previous episode about the significant differences between the book and the movie and, and how the movie is in most people's opinions better and what what the movie would be like if they actually made it today mm. but as the book okay and how how different it would be because there's there's a whole there's a lot of subplots involving Hooper and Brody's wife yep the um, mafia yeah the mafia's involved <laughs> mafia <laughs> Do they feed someone to a shark? Yeah, because of the whole beaches thing. Like the mafia's <laughs> moving in on some beachfront like businesses and stuff like that. And Brody's dealing with them. And that's, that's really nothing to do with anything. It's just like space filler. And Hooper and Brody's yeah. wife, like Zach alluded to, have an affair. And um, Hooper on. dies in the scene where the uh, Jaws gets into Jaws. The shark gets into the, the <laughs> shark cage when Hooper's in it. His name is Bruce. Like, swims out the bottom of it. Yeah, thank you, Eric. <laughs> And he swims out the bottom while the shark's like going like "fuck you" to the cage, and he's like high as wine some coral. Uh, in the book, he does not make it out of that cage. I oh. thought I thought Brody like put his foot in his face and shoved him back down to the shark or something. something I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I swore he was involved with Hooper's death. Brody paid off the shark eater. He made like hesi- I think he hesitates to like he like pauses for a second before he pulls him out. At that point, it's too late or something like that. I don't think he like 
actively kills him, but he certainly doesn't save him. He's Batman, and Batman begins. Oh, that's no. such bullshit. <laughs> I don't have to save you. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> I'm wearing so, a shark cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is gonna be a magical movie. Bat shark. <laughs> Bat shark. Bat shark. Jaws begins. So. <laughs> To jump into the movie, it starts uh, in the New England beach town of Amity Island. We get a, uh, a young woman, Chrissy Watkins. She decides she she fancies a boy, and a boy fancies her, and uh, decides to go skinny dipping in the ocean at night. This, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. One lady from The Simpsons said, dipping. "Alcohol and night swimming, a perfect combination." <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> so in she goes. Almost all shark attacks happen either at dawn or dusk. This is the dumbest possible thing they could have done. Well, my my guess is because later on Brody talks about how this is such a small town. There's no murders or anything. And that's why he came out here to like make a difference is that nothing has ever happened like this. Mm. Also, let's face it. This is a supernatural movie and this is a demon shark. Yes. <laughs> like if you look Maybe. at it as a real Maybe. shark, I mean... This thing thinks. This is like a shark, like Velociraptor. This is Jason yeah. Voorhees as a shark. He has a machete. Yeah. Weird. That's my head cannon. No, though. it's the hockey mask. It's a dead giveaway. <laughs> uh, I thought he looked more like William Shatner myself. Well, yeah. <laughs> so while um, while Chrissy is out swimming, she is attacked, pulled under the water by oh. an un- unseen force. Uh, for me, the worst part of that was when she was like. Hanging on to the um yeah, the buoy, the buoy, the buoy yeah, and, she and that, just that gets... weird breath that thing, <laughs> that thing she does. <laughs> oh god, it fucks me up every time. Yeah, it, I, it honestly, that scene is still hard to watch. Jesus, it really they is. went so hard. Yeah. Why was her acting so good? Calm the fuck down. Uh, well, I can tell you <laughs> yeah. actually, one of the things that contributed the part where the shark is is yanking her back and forth. She's got a rig around her waist, and there's a dive team on either side just yanking the, the shit out of her. And on yep. the very first pull, it hurt her back really bad. Oh, and so no. every pull after that, she's literally screaming in pain. Oh, but God. no one knows it because she's supposed to be screaming. Uh, but that's oh, the take they God. used because her screams were so authentic in that scene because she feels like her back's getting ripped out. Oh, my God. It ended up being fine in the long just... run, thankfully. It's not like, well, look, she got crippled here. No wonder like that, that seems so unsettling, though. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's pretty unsettling before that part, but that's the icing on the cake, I think. Didn't also, she also, didn't they like not waterboard her, but didn't they like keep pouring water down her throat and recording her as she screamed like for secondary <laughs> audio? I think they really just right. did anything in classic Hollywood. I mean, there was a lot of gurgling going on. Yeah. And when she's done, shoot her and throw her out with the others. <laughs> Go out there and shock her with a cattle prod. Put her on the pile. This prod's not squ- screaming loud enough. Throw a real shock in there. This martini's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day um her what, what what is great is the guy who is supposed to go swimming with her is a nice legit gentleman because he calls the police the next day about a woman that he never knew that he didn't do anything with and he's like oh yeah i think something happened to her and the cops are going brody goes down to the beach yeah you sure she didn't just leave nah man you know, here's all her stuff she wouldn't just do that she wouldn't just leave like a guy in the seventies is very concerned about this woman. I'm, he's either a really good guy or he's playing an angle. <laughs> yeah. He wants to fuck the shark. <laughs> I mean, who does That's what we were all thinking, right? 
So I always get Amity Island and Amityville mixed up. Those are two very different. Oh, places. I thought Amityville Horror was a sequel to this movie. Fuck. <laughs> don't don't open the closet. That's where Bruce lives. <laughs> the shark becomes an actual demon. <laughs> That's what Jaws Five would have been. Oh God, no. No, Jaws in hell, man. They should have just <laughs> let it keep going. I wanted to know where we'd I be know. at right now. We missed out on so many shitty sequels. The no, Jaws no cinematic we... universe. We're good. <laughs> it it's fine where it ended. We don't need that. No, I would, I would say it was fine long before it ended. Mm-hmm. So her her partial remains are found on shore. I think they end up yeah, getting part of her gruesome scene. Oh my god! Her arm it's just covered in crabs. Which is, I mean, Mike, you've been on the beach with crabs. You know what that's like. <laughs> well, I mean, she was at a party. Yeah. So. so the medical examiner first concludes that it was due to a shark attack. So then Brody goes, all right, we're going to close the beaches. And this is where we finally meet uh, Mayor La- Larry Vaughn, who he has the best and worst costume changes throughout the entire, yes. the entire movie. Uh, what is he? Is he wearing anchors? Yes. The first time we see yeah, him. It's like an anchor pattern on his suit. <laughs> so Brody's going to go close the beaches and the mayor shows up with the other, what, town council people who are saying, oh, you can't just close the beaches, Brody. And then they persuade the doctor who now says, oh, no, nah, it was just a boating accident. My bad. Yeah, that's shady as fuck. This mayor is such an asshole. Oh, the, yeah, oh, the mayor. Yeah, a... he sucks so much. Yeah, he's like one of the worst characters in cinematic history. <laughs> history. Uh, why doesn't he get eaten by the shark? Like it, it's fucked up. There's no justice. Right. That's why. There's no justice in the world. Yeah, even in the sequel, nothing really happens to him. If this Brody was gets more shit on. If this was Deep Blue Sea, he would have been eaten by the shark. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> just so speaking of that scene between Brody and the mayor, we get this really dynamic use of um the camera here it's hard to explain but spielberg does this interesting thing where they're on this like uh i don't even know what to call it it's like a transport for cars um and so like the things yeah it's a ferry and they're on this ferry the whole time as they're talking and it's just like it gives us like there's like shit going on even though it's like this big huge ass exposition dump uh it's just kind of it's kind of cool how they did that yeah that this spielberg guy might have some talent (laughs) <laughs> also, isn't it wild that this movie opens with like a uh, Blamondon Shuster production like title card or whatever it's like they Steven Spielberg is like one of the last names to come up it's like man mm-hmm. what a different fucking time yeah I mean it's basically an indie movie for the time isn't it mm, I think Universal was backing it yeah so. Universal backed it they they released it yeah, so not not exactly indie. Not film. indie, but yeah, yeah it just wasn't. No one thought. No one thought anything of it. They thought it was going to be a huge bomb, and it, it honestly really was until like a lot of movies of that time period, the coke fueled seventies movies. They were saved by the editor. <laughs> uh, oh, editing, totally. Of course, in this case, like Star Wars, saved by the editing, the editing, and the John Williams score, um, and word of mouth. Uh, speaking of John Williams, I, I love that. I, I forgot where I saw it, but one of the making ups for this movie, like Steven Spielberg, uh, when John Williams first played him the theme to Jaws, he was like, that's it? Yeah. And <laughs> I wonder if he really thought he was phoning it in. Like, John Williams is just like, it's just some stupid fucking shark movie. Less is more, man. It was just enough. 
It, it is so great. It's yeah. so good. Really, and he really is almost like a character in the movie. It it has like a you know a personality yeah. almost. It's, this movie sets a standard for how tension should be in a horror thriller because even though the shark is barely in this movie, it feels like the shark is in every frame of this movie. Oh yeah, which which worked out. I mean, so much of this was not planned to be that way because the shark, you know, it's it's known how well that it operated in oh yeah out outside the ocean when they were testing it the, the one and bit then, of movie trivia everyone knows that the shark robot sucked sucked in salt water <laughs> Do you know that they sank some of them and just left them there for like divers to have like coronaries when they found them? <laughs> <laughs> no oh no terminator shark you know <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> uh there's a lot of great use of silence throughout the movie that really helps to build that tension too Oh, the, a silence, just the quiet mm-hmm. underwater shot shots that do, don't always have the theme. Yeah, just when exactly. you see the underwater shot of just people swimming, you're going, oh, fuck. Yeah. The yeah. shark is actually most effective when the camera is the shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, right. and they tease you because they're the first, like, you know, the scene with Billy, a little kid on the yellow raft getting torn up, and the opening scene, you're, like, traumatized from those. So from that point mm-hmm. on, anytime that camera starts to go anywhere near someone underwater you're like no 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 you know uh, <laughs> exactly oh yeah yeah and yeah, he knows just... when to do it just to fuck with you oh yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of good fake outs a lot of good uh jump scares in this one yeah mm-hmm. le- leading up to it chris you just touched on it about um when when jaws comes in and kills um alex kittner the kid on the yellow raft leading up to that no, were all these good. you know brody's Brody is sitting on the beach and he's watching and he's watching because he's been, you know, oh, we can't close the beaches. So he's just looking for anything to happen. And um, we know something bad is going to happen because the guy, the guy's dog gets eaten off mm. camera. Mm. And oh, what, the, like, the dog pip, doesn't pip it. survive. It's like my it or tip it or, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's out there running around and all of a sudden just to, you know, the, the owner's calling for him and you see the stick mm. floating you know, and you know something bad's coming. And then, yeah, the underwater view through all the kids right to the I, I have right this, to the raft. Jaws did it right not showing it because I have this theory that your movie is guaranteed to lose fifty million dollars if a dog dies on screen. <laughs> yeah, well probably. After uh, Alex uh, dies in front of the crowded beach, which was I'm I'm amazed by the amount of blood and violence that came from this in a PG I know from movie. a child dying. Yeah, just, yeah. Dude, uh, the long shot rough, where you see brutal. him in like the background and the you see like the actual shark head like yep. coming out and the fins and everything. That yeah, scarred me for probably fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> just making sure that if your kids were brought to this movie with you, they're gonna have night terrors. For the next Forever. five years. Even and in their confirmed. bathtub. <laughs> so a bounty is oh, placed on the shark. Bathtubs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my my mom's favorite story about me when I was a very young kid, like three years old, is I had a rubber like Jaws toy. And uh Oh my god, really? When I was in the bathtub, I put its mouth around my dick and it got stuck there and I just started <laughs> screaming. Oh, no. oh, so no. that was my Jaws experience. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Well, 
<laughs> just like running out of the living room. Ah, with just a shark condom. On. Man, you know, back in the back in the mid to late '80s, Mike was creating the first Jaws light. <laughs> so, who's Jaws' biggest victim? I think oh me. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Boy, I can't wait for you to tell that story to your future wife. <laughs> oh. Anyways. I mean she's really so, encrypted. She might like it. Yeah. Be like, are you saying are you saying Mike's dick is encrypted? <laughs> it is now. What? It's half shark. <laughs> it's not a fucking were shark. It doesn't doesn't bite you. <laughs> In the light of the full moon. <laughs> forgot to mention it never came oh, on. Oh, it's a high tide. <laughs> no, it's turned blood red. <laughs> oh, my God. Huh. So, there was a bounty on the shark. Yeah, and uh, this is where we meet uh, We meet Quint. And, uh, oh, do you guys, did you guys remember in elementary school or high school when there were still chalkboards? Oh, yeah. Do you ever, this is where I learned to scratch oh, oh. my fingernails down the chalkboard to make awful noises was because of this movie. Ugh. You can yeah, easily get, excuse me very loudly, but instead he has to be like the biggest asshole alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he I is like the Moby Dick of the movie, emphasis on the mm-hmm. dick. <laughs> <laughs> this is also a character that if an even slightly worse actor played him he would have ruined the movie <laughs> without a doubt Absolutely. by being so over He's, the top think about it, if they put like charlton heston there it would have been like the worst piece <laughs> of shit, like. i kind of want to see that now um didn't they want charleston Char- charlton heston? hands off my uh, boat you, you know, know i think the only shot. person that might have been able to pull it off and i don't think anyone could have pulled it off like robert shaw did but if you had like a um I mean, I don't know. Somebody on the level of like Christopher Lee, not necessarily that Christopher Lee would have been a good choice for Quint, but somebody on that level. Hmm. Other than that, yeah, yeah, he has to be like, you have to hit that character note perfect. And he did in every single scene. He reminds me of a serious version of that uh, Simpsons sailor character. But, oh, it's yeah, percent supposed to be quit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess this I want that, that scene. I want that scene. The Simpsons sea cat that had raised, just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not attractive. <laughs> oh man! Or oh, I want him to have that little that little dancing clown guy. Oh, fifty cents. He'll be dancing for an hour. Fifty <laughs> Pete. <laughs> It looks like Krusty the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons so, jokes. It's great. It goes along with Jaws very well. Yeah, just like Jaws. So uh, so this causes, with, with the uh, bounty on the shark, it's 3000 Quint says that he'll do it for 10 but they're not going to pay him that. So uh, this causes an amateur shark hunting frenzy from people from all over New England. And it's going to just be chaos everybody's going out in all these whatever size boats they are uh but this is also where uh hooper shows up Mm -hmm. in my favorite line in the movie (laughs) which one when we introduce hooper we see him like getting all his gear and stuff and everyone's looking at one of the sharks that they've caught and these like local yokel dudes are looking at this shark and this one guy big chubby guy goes well what kind is it what kind of shark Hooper, (laughs) Hooper, who has like his pencil in his mouth goes it's a tiger shark. 
And he gets this like super confused look on his face, like someone just showed him astrophysics. And he goes, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> that shit makes me laugh like uncontrollably <laughs> hard every time I see it, just because it reminds me of joking around with my brother and my friends when we were little. But it is the best line delivery in the entire movie, other than Quint's monologue. Mm. I love it when an actor who has one line just fucking Steals kills the movie. Yeah, just, uh, what? Yes. That, you know what one of my favorite instances of that is? In Return of the Jedi, when I when the character when the actress playing Mon Mothma is like, many Balthans died to deliver this information. I'm like, oh my god, those yeah. poor Balthans! <laughs> like, like suddenly you care so much about the Balthans because you just killed that fucking yeah, line. Yeah, it's amazing delivery. <laughs> You're like, oh god, I should go deliver some money to the Balthans, like donate I to my st- local Balthan society. <laughs> I still don't know who they are, but I'm donating money. She's so sad. That's so sad. (laughs) It's like the reaction is that they were all just children. (laughs) That was a reaction she was giving. It could be. Star Wars has some stupid ass names for children. (laughs) What? what, Younglings is great. The younglings. Uh, Younglings. I have to admit, I used to get Brody and Hopper or Hooper. Sorry, not Hopper. Hooper. Hooper wow. mixed up, uh, and I think it's like looking at it now. It's like because they're both white dudes with dark hair and glasses. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's certain scenes where they're standing next to each other, like from a distance, you could easily get them mixed up. Well, well, now I prepare guess. for the new. <laughs> now prepare for the new uh, 2022 problem of calling them Hopper instead of Hooper because of Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cast for Stranger Things would have handled this shark lickety split. <laughs> <laughs> So we totally skipped over uh, Charlie and the Doc. Like, holy shit, that oh, was intense. Yep. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the Doc scene's great. It's like the, yeah. one of the best non-kills of the era. So, oh, yeah, there you got two um, two guys rowing around to the other side of the island to, um, to get the shark. And uh, one of them stole his wife's roast. And so he hooks it. <laughs> Uh, throw uh, wraps it around a barrel, chucks it out, chains it to a dock. While one guy uh, is continuously asking, he's like, "Can we go home yet?" He's like, "No, no, we're gonna stay out here till we catch a shark." Mm-hmm. And then Jaws shows up, takes off with the uh, the roast, and one of the guys is stuck on the dock, and he's going out to sea. And first, I'm thinking, "Oh, maybe he should stay on the <laughs> just stay on the raft." And then yeah. I'm thinking, "No, no, that's a horrible idea." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then the part where it slowly turns yeah. and starts working mm-hmm. its way back. Oh, I would I would be I would be clenched. Swim, Charlie, swim. They do <laughs> yeah, such a great back. job. They do such a great job of letting things represent the shark in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Like in that scene, the dock being dragged through the water is the shark, and it's so fucking scary. And later on in the movie, barrels are the shark, and you're like, like every time you see a barrel, you're like, holy god! Like it is, the, it's so good. Especially because yeah, I believe before they shoot the first of the barrels into him, he says something like, "Once we get one of these into him, he won't be able to submerge, like no matter what." And they get three, and the shark's like, "All right, bitch," and just takes him. Oh, I don't know uh, what I'm doing. uh, Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) He can't go down with three barrels. He can't go, not with three. Ah, Those were the empty barrels, weren't they? (laughs) Damn it. 
So, uh, so back, back to the movie. <laughs> they, um, Hooper and Brody uh, figure out. Well, before they even go to cut cut the shark uh, open, uh, Sorry, Alex. Did we, did we mention that Hooper is um, is it like an oceanographer, marine biologist, and he works for like a is it the state or is it like uh, some federal some kind of institute? He's a scientist, basically. So yeah, he's there he's to help a- prove that it was in fact a shark that killed those people and not a fucking boating accident. But then the massacre happens and it's like, well, yeah, of course it was a shark. Yeah. yeah. Hooper who later says Brody called him after that first death. Hooper yeah. who later says he's rich just to lie to children that if they study marine biology, they'll be rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the oceanographer that, that Brody caught. Con- well, he contacted the, um, the department they sent Hooper over and Hooper looks at the remains and says, no, this definitely was a shark attack. Um, and so then the idea is uh, Hooper doesn't think the tiger shark killed Alex because it doesn't fit the, the bite pattern, right? Yeah. The bite pattern the bite of, of what he found on, uh, yeah. The bite width on the initial victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, also that shark is very close to being comically small. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like a three-year-old tiger shark. It's not yeah, like that would not it, have done that to that girl. Can't I mean, fit it would a person her, in there. Yeah. Well, I like how when Hooper's arguing with the guys about the bite size of the head, one uh, the bite size of the mouth, one guy says, well, put your head in there. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they go they go down uh, <laughs> after after Brody and Brody's drunk at home. Um, uh-huh. And while actually there's a really cool part I want to touch on right here. Um, while Brody is sitting there and he's, he's upset because Alex's mother showed up at the docks and blames him for her son's death. Um, and Hooper, Hooper feels awful about it because he tried and then, uh, and then, you know, step back when the mayor and the other said, no, 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 it's fine. So he feels responsible. So he's home and he's drinking and there's a really cool moment between him and his youngest son, Sean. Yeah. Where Sean... Sean just is mimicking what Brody's doing at at his house. Um, you know, he's starting with his hands on his mouth or, you know, around his head. And it's just a cool little father-son moment that I liked. And then Hooper shows up with two bottles of wine. <laughs> he's got red and white. He's like, I'm not sure which one you wanted. And they drink <laughs> and, them both. <laughs> and and Brody just pours himself a full glass of wine. Oh, that was yeah. great. Like, and like, Hoop- <laughs> Hooper's like, do you want to let it Brit? No, oh, all right. No. <laughs> I, I know it's like, it's it's not saying anything that hasn't been said before to say that Steven Spielberg is a great director, and it's not like a unique opinion to say he's your favorite director. But I've loved Steven Spielberg my whole life, mm-hmm. and it really shows in this movie how good he is with human moments. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I mean, I know that the screenwriter wrote those moments but he like knows how to linger on them and mm-hmm. and like there's so much time given to just little moments that ha- don't really serve the plot in any way they're just to make the characters feel human and he he lets them last probably longer than most directors would and it's mm-hmm. so good it pays off so much yeah, and we'll get to really that care. later in the like scar scene later in on the boat yeah. like we'll get oh, to that whole, that whole <laughs> sequence is amazing Oh yeah. yeah, but this was great. Also, 
So they they take off down to the dock, uh, drunk. They totally cut open. They take. They cut open the tiger shark. Uh, they find you know a couple fish, fish heads, a license plate, cans. Um, no, no Alex Kittner. So then, so then Hooper goes, all right, well, we're going to go out and look for him. Ugh. What? What? In the middle and of the night. Middle of the night. Uh, Brody doesn't go in the water because reasons. And, and Hooper goes, oh, he's a night feeder. And I, I, I get that, that sharks do feed at night and, you know, dusk ish time. Mm-hmm. Alex was killed in the middle of the fucking yeah, day. So this, so <laughs> your entire argument and re- one person died at night, one person died in the middle of the You've day. You've never like Cooper, gotten out of bed to eat like some slices of American cheese. Only, only in <laughs> groups of fifty-seven slices of to, American cheese. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> to Jaws, a child is just a few slices of American cheese. <laughs> you just go to the fridge That's at night to grab point. some shredded cheese. <laughs> So they take off in Hooper's boat, which I have a question. The first time we saw Hooper, he was uh-huh. getting out. He was getting out of some little little boat with his backpack at the docks. Someone ch- charted him over. Where did this boat come from? <laughs> if this is his boat, no, why did he bring this down to the dock? Uh, oh no, no, no! My bad. Yeah, you're talking about the. Sorry, sorry, so sorry. Yeah, I'm jumping way ahead. Yeah, I always wondered that too. Like, I thought maybe it belonged to, like the institute he was from. But if that's the case, then was he get? Does he actually get off the boat? Or we see earlier, or did we just see him getting gear off the boat? Maybe he was having something delivered to him. I, mean, I thought he got off the boat you because might be the right. guy, because the the gentleman whose boat they go and find um, is there and like grabs his bag or hands his bag to him, and then he says, "Hi, hello, how do yeah, you yeah. how do you do?" or whatever, and then. Hopper takes off to go find Brody. So I always just wondered why he got off this tiny boat and why he's got this massive oceanographer boat, but they never use it outside of yeah. this. This yeah. Like, Release yeah, the boat awesome cut. Damn it. <laughs> Damn. Why am I never, I've seen this movie like 500 freaking times. And for some reason I have never considered like, why didn't they just use that big ass boat they had before? Like all the lights and stuff on it. I was wondering that the There's, entire time. Shark never could have sunk that thing. Like, yeah. There's a well, great, though. <laughs> I mean, even, way, well, we'll get to that later, but the, go ahead. The Eric. use of lighting, though, in the dark in this scene with like the fog and stuff was so awesome. And I got to yeah. say, I've seen this at least 20 times, at least. Jump scare still works. Jump mm-hmm. scare still works. Holy shit. Uh, this one and the, uh, the bit in Aliens, the, if I were talking about it earlier, but there's a bit in Aliens that still gets me when Paul Reiser gets scared by the uh, face hugger in the jar. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The like They all think it's dead. Every and time. Up against the glass. That Every and the head and jaws will always make me jump. They tow this boat in, which has had the shit kicked out of it. And then they, yeah. then Brody and Hooper go and meet with the mayor. And they... He still sucks. sucks, and they're t- they're telling him that it definitely was a shark attack. That they found a great white uh, tooth, um, and then the mayor's like, "Well, the boat isn't uh, enough proof, and the and the floating head isn't enough proof. I yeah, need to see yeah. the tooth. This Where's the a, tooth? This is the thing I want to bring up. And I, I, do you guys did I miss something? Why is he so caught up on the tooth being lost, and no one mentions the body, the half-eaten body they found? Like, no one even mentions the dead fisherman. They're just like, oh, damn, I dropped the tooth. Boating accident. 
I guess. I mean, if he could find the the ground up body of that woman and be like, well, she ran, she swam into a propeller. I guess it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter. This Damn. guy k- killed himself by self propelling himself into his own propeller. <laughs> he pizzaed himself. He ate himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's another fun movie that I'm sure will be coming to podcasters disassembled. Mm. Uh, so the mayor g- continues to fight them on and says, well, the beaches will remain open, but you you boys do whatever you think you need to do to keep our beaches safe. So, yeah, we have next an idea. Day, Closing the fucking beaches! <laughs> that's not an option. So this is where we go, hey, it's officially a 4th of July movie, because here it is, 4th of July the island is packed. Everyone on the beach. You've got shark nets out. You've got boats. You've got helicopters. You've got everyone on patrol. And the mayor is upset because nobody's in the water. Yeah. But I don't see why the mayor gives a shit because everyone was upset. Well, if you close the beaches, no one will go to the beach and no one's staying here. Everyone's on the island. Everyone's there. What does it fucking matter if anyone's in the water? Or not? People will start to leave. Like They'll be like, ah, this is kind of lame. Like, you know, and start getting off the beach, but like that doesn't, it doesn't, it's an invalid. Yeah, they're already word. there. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to like go and see the sites and go to restaurants and see the yeah, Amityville Horror House. And nobody's ever gotten to the beach and be like, no one's swimming. <laughs> Get out of here. What a good jip. I'm going yeah. back to the mainland. This, Let me tell this you this. Sucks. Let me tell you this. The worst part about the beach is swimming. Uh, <laughs> I disagree. Fish fuck in that water. The worst part Fish. of the beach is all the people. <laughs> well, no, it's fun to just lay there and make fun of that, people. That's why. That's why. In some ways, shark the the shark in Jaws is a hero because he's uh, he's he's enacting population control, <laughs> which I think we'll all agree is something we're long overdue for. You, you know what? You know what? Ocean water is. It's a giant public restroom that you, that you can swim in if you want. <laughs> um. So we get this part. Uh, we get the scene with this reporter right around here and this mm-hmm. line I'll never forget where he says a cloud in the shape of a killer shark. I just love that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> he's just hanging out on the beach and everyone's behind him, but uh, he's got a pause for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Like really accurate reporter writing as someone who works yeah. in news. I'm like a, a fucking reporter would definitely write that line and say it. And deliver it like William Shatner. Not <laughs> <laughs> cloud shape, like a killer shark. Yeah, exactly. but they also would have thrown in some obnoxious <laughs> pun because they always do that on local news. Something's <laughs> taking a bite out of the summer fun. Oh, <laughs> they, they would have fucking said that 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Not to offend anybody. That was <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. so while everybody is uh slowly starting to go into the water brody sends his his son and some other kids over into the um into the pond which is connected to the 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 ocean through for an inlet so Mm -hmm. i'm I'm sure it's still salt water but it's, it's just it's, not it's a bay it's totally yeah just l- lagoon or whatever it may yeah, be it's like so. just a kiddie pool that kind of grew off the side of it basically so we find you know we see the underwater camera again and you start immediately going oh shit here it comes mm. and then you see the fin 
and then everyone starts shitting themselves and like, <laughs> like people are getting trampled. Yeah, it's uh, I'm awful. sure I'm sure people died while evacuating the water or at least got seriously injured because like I'm it. pretty I'm pretty sure people were being dragged out. Yeah. Um and then we it's find like out an old guy like face planted in the sand. Like, oh yeah, he stepped on at one point. It was but awful. He's really good at doing like chaotic crowd scenes. Yeah, World of Worlds had some great ones. That's all I had to say. You can go on. <laughs> <laughs> Th- thanks, Mike, for staying on point and on topic. No, I appreciate it's okay. Your, it's all right. Sorry, your input. Did I already tell a story about how a shark got stuck on my dick? Anyways, following up, <laughs> we we find out that it's just a juvenile prank. And it's not actually the shark, although Shit those man. kids almost, almost <laughs> sure, boy. Ah, National Enquirer. Uh, uh, those kids almost got shot in the fucking face. Which, which, first of all, if these were the kids going, oh, this is going to be a fun prank. We're going to go scare the people and pretend to be the shark. I think I would also be going, fuck no, there's a shark out there that's going to come eat me while I'm pretending to be a shark. Yeah. This doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a good idea. I think this would have well, been a good not... time to double down on the child murder and have one of these good I know. They pop up with that dumb fit on their heads. It was just a joke. He made me do it. Just blah! Shark just jumps out, swallows them whole. Think about it. The one kid pops up and he looks up right at, he's like right in front of the camera, right? One of the cops. Up at the cops off camera. The second kid <laughs> pops up over his shoulder and then you pan out just a little bit and you pause for a beat. And then the shark pops up and just snatches the second kid and goes back under. <laughs> a, a little child hand slaps one of the cops in the face. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so we um, we then see that the real shark is entering the lagoon. And mm-hmm. then we have this woman who apparently was painting over there who needs acting lessons, who's just shouting. Hey. The, oh, this, this, is sh- this shark... Is a shark in a pond. Maybe she just really hates the people of Amity Island. I mean, they also kind of seem shitty, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, and, she probably saw, it's probably like, what you oh, would do. No, she saw kids that. in the lagoon, <laughs> and then you're like, if I don't say anything, man, I'm going to be yelled at, but I should probably say something, although hey, I want yeah, these kids to be murdered. Yeah, shark. I tried. Okay, she look out for the shark. You see, now who's Mod Mothma? A shark is in that pond. It's killed many Bothans. <laughs> many Bothans died while trying to choke this shark from in- inside. <laughs> so <laughs> the shark um, goes and he kills uh, a boater who is yeah. talking to the kids in a weird, creepy oh, way. Man. That is the word, the most effed up that, that shot of the shark about to take the guy's leg off. Is oh yeah. Just and well, it takes everything but his leg off. Yeah. That, you that's, see, well, it eats that's the rest you of see. him. When his, it bites leg. Him, his leg comes off. Yeah. It's a great shot. Like that was really effective. But this, yeah, the, there's the two shots in that sequence. One is the, the, the kind of bird's eye view shot where you see the, mm-hmm. the just the immensity of this fucking shark as it's yeah. like just about to bite him. And it's just the worst thing ever. And then you get the shot underwater of the bloody leg just sink into the just bottom. Dropping. Yeah. Just, oh, yep. God. More popular Ugh. summer movies need gore. Why don't PG-13 movies push the envelope with gore ever? They're like, no, we have to get our one fucking, but never gore. Also, why we <laughs> have like three generations of shitty kids because they grew up on movies where everything's like, everything's going to be just fine, children. You're going to be just fine. We grew up on like Goonies and Home Alone where it's like, adults are going to come murder you kids. You're fucking dead. Adults are just waiting to kill you. They're, Every they're adult you see. you're alone, someone's coming for you. 
Yep. Like the uh, honestly, the closest we've got to this is the start of the first part of the It movies, where the oh, where yeah. the clown rips the kid's arm off. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty horrifying. Yeah, and then it, and then the movie and then that movie defangs itself right after. There's nothing that traumatizing happens again. All the kids get away. It's bullshit. <laughs> I will... Yeah, yeah. No, no, that that movie didn't make me afraid of clowns the rest of my life. Nope, <laughs> not at all. I fucked up and read the book before I saw the Tim Curry version. So when I saw it, uh, and yeah, I read it when I was like nine years old. Oh, uh, but when I saw the TV movie, I was like, he's like fucking stupid. Like he's not nearly as scary <laughs> as the one in the book is. And, then, uh, and all my friends were like, did you see it? Holy shit, that was scary. And I was like, okay, it looked like a TV movie and it fucking was just as scary as a TV movie. And I, for the <laughs> longest time, I couldn't see why anybody found it creepy. Uh, and then I went back and watched it right before the remake came out and was like, uh-huh. oh, I say Tim Curry's just crushing it. That's why. Yeah. It, this crazy. movie's terrible, but he is so good in it and is very limited amount. He's like the shark and Jaws. You every little giggle yeah. or clown honk or noise you hear, you're like, oh, shit, is that him? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> when he does show up, it's like, Gah! you know, kind of the same thing as yeah. the shark here. Definitely. But God, was that movie terrible? That one yeah. line where. <laughs> where- the fully adult woman talking about the evil clown is like, why does he have to be so mean? That's an actual <laughs> line. So but anyway, Ma- the shark movie. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Mike. So Michael, who is Brody's, not this Michael, the other Michael is Brody's oldest son who is in the pond. He goes into shock. Brody then convinces uh, the mayor to hire Quint for $10,000 to go hunt the shark. Yeah, can I interrupt super fast? It's on point. It's on point. The the reason he's in shock is cut from the movie. Oh, Um, really? It's a deleted scene on the probably any collected edition after like 95. Okay, Um, cool, because this didn't make sense to me. The scene where the guy gets his leg bitten off, originally that's not all that happens to him. His death is originally much more graphic um, oh, wow. You see the bite. You know, I mean, you don't see it, but that shot, the overhead shot happens. And then it cuts to him getting like blasted out of the water, blood everywhere because his leg's gone. And he's getting the, the, the push through the water thing where the shark has him and is just swimming up near the oh, surface. Man. Do you remember that shot as the shark in the, in the movie that's been released in the shot where the shark's like leaving the lagoon? It swims right past Michael or the camera. Yeah, the right camera. Michael. Yeah, camera okay. pans back so, past Mike. It's the only time you ever see the camera above water swimming for the shark like that. And that's because it wasn't the shark's POV. It was that dude's. He was being pushed and he tries to grab Michael and he's like gurgling blood going, help me. He sounds like the dude at the end of RoboCop. It's like blasted with the radioactive waste. Like he just, (laughs) it's disgusting. And for a second, he's dragging Michael with him. Next to the oh, shark's head, God. and then it, like he lets go when he dies, and then the, it swims off, and that's why they have to pull Michael out. And at first, they think he's dead because they see Michael getting dragged along too, and blood everywhere, which mm-hmm. explains why his little brother is like crying in the sand, and why Brody and his wife are like sprinting into the water to to grab him. It's because they literally thought the shark was just eating on him. Gotcha. Um, that makes a lot. It's an incredible scene, but when you now. see it, you're like, oh shit! I see why they cut this. Like, oh my god. <laughs> So is that scene Holy still God. out there? Is yeah, that like yeah, a deleted it's a del- scene you can no, go it's, look? No, it's not like a lost forever. It's on like D- it's on my DVD set. Oh, nice. Stuff. 
find it. I will. Sure. I will go check that out. I always just went with it. Tra- it's he's traumatized because he of what he saw. We didn't see it, but he saw it, and then the shark swam by him. But which uh, works? I mean, which I was is why they I, cut all that nonsense out of him. Like bah, 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 because. He almost dies like a South Park character. It's pretty intense. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you can you can cut that and keep it from being like too gore heavy and keep the exact same effect on Brody and his family as it has without it. So it's a smart cut, but it's a pretty interesting um, like, wow, no, I really get why that kid's like in shock. And I don't get yeah. why he later on takes a job working in the ocean, but whatever. <laughs> oh, is that a Jaws 2 thing? No, that's a he, Jaws. That's a Jaws three thing. Yeah, he's oh, the one that goes to work for SeaWorld. Don't I, worry, I have we'll, never we'll seen the Jaws later. sequels. Oh, Jaws two is not bad, like we said, but three and four are like, all right, boys, buckle up. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I've seen, I've seen the ending of Jaws four, and like was three, amazed three, how bad it was. Did did you? Well, yeah. well no, I'm not going to get. We're going to yeah, different conversation. Different conversation. Anyways, so Quint Brody and Hooper set out on Quint's boat, the Orca, not the not the killer orca movie that came two years after this they are <laughs> going to hunt the shark now while they're out there uh brody brody's laying down the chum line quinn is waiting for an opportunity to to hook the shark and then all of a sudden the uh the reel starts ticking and quint just slowly is oh no brady's brady's working on the rope that's right um and quint like slowly starts hooking himself to the the freaking pole uh, well, which, wait, I, okay. which is ballsy can, can i throw in there's one great joke that that like blink and you miss it where quint cr- finishes his beer can and crushes it in his hand and then hooper drinks from a little paper cup and crushes it after he's yeah yeah it's so good because obviously they yeah. can't stand each other at first <laughs> yeah well this yeah quint is just toxic masculinity in human form. That's all that he is. So the, all of a sudden the line takes off. Uh, Quint is strapped to his freaking fishing pole. He's got the biggest fucking fishing rod ever. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no Mike. Nope. Nope. Wrong podcast. Oh, okay. oh sorry. 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 So take, it takes off and eventually Quint starts reeling it in. And I think he uses piano wire. Um, for this and this was always the biggest debate that i know people go back and forth about was that did he actually hook the shark or is it something else because hooper saying it's not a shark it's a, a a marlin or something um you know else or maybe it is a shark but it's just not bruce yeah not what do you shark. guys think chris did you think this was the shark or did you always think it was something different as a kid, I always thought it was the shark because as a kid, I thought even though he was clearly an ass, that Quint should be listened to and that he knew he knew what he was talking about more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had an experience adult, and Hoover oh, yeah. had had the the book smart. Exactly. Now, watching it yeah. as an adult, uh, I, I I find it a little bit more ambivalent. I think it kind of is one of those things where it's not key, so they leave it up to you to de- determine who you think is right. Um, I probably think it, that Hooper's probably more on, on point on this one um, just because nothing happens to them. Like right after the shark, if it is the shark doesn't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, 
movie nerds tend to argue dumb questions like that because it's, it's, it's more important as like a character moment because it's hooper slowly learning to respect quinn and that's like the entire purpose of this scene exactly and also to give audiences a little bit of a spook because like oh no is the shark gonna bite someone i remember but, as a kid i always thought i mean i never really knew what it was i thought it may not have been the shark for similar reasons chris of like well nothing happened and the yeah. the shark is so powerful and what it does it would have pulled quint right over right um, or at least pulled some broken something yeah, yeah. but also <laughs> i i always thought for some reason when Ho- hooper was going to hook something on the line he goes to hook like uh, wherever the wire is and then he pulls it and then the whole thing snaps i always was under the impression that he did that on purpose and mm. caused it but i was but that was me as a kid not understanding how poles work while, while fishing <laughs> <laughs> in modern day i'm like but wait it's but it's like a super intelligent demon shark so it was probably doing that just to fuck with them probably it's probing using and testing it, their strengths it's using its mind <laughs> so after this, after this shark the, does everything but prank call them well you don't know well it probably did but cut from the movie and then the radio was destroyed so. It does everything but wear a little like captain's hat and join their crew as like a spy. (laughs) There was a big debate when the editor cut the scene when the the crew Uh is sleeping in the cabin after they've been drinking, and you hear dump dump dump, followed by like tee hee hee. And they try to open the door and find out who's knocking. They're in the middle of the fucking ocean, and they just see the tail of the shark going back in the water. Yeah, it was funny, but really kind of cut the. I'm a dolphin, man. You said it with yeah. such conviction. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> better not be that fucking land shark again. Uh, no, like, uh, we're in a very different movie. Who left this flaming bag of shark poo on the edge of our boat? <laughs> Dick. Oh, that's great. I bet it was those dolphins. <laughs> so Brody's back to uh, laying a chum line and then all of a sudden uh, yeah, the shark pops up out of the water right behind him and comes the famous quote as he backs into the uh, to the cabin of uh, you're going to need a bigger boat. Dude, his Which goes, shot is one of my favorite shots in the history. Of oh, yeah. He bolts up right, yeah. like cigarette, like half burning out of his mouth, just like Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so good. Look, did, did I just see what fucking I line. Did you see what I saw? Yeah. The f- so then this start this starts the first action sequence of interacting with the shark where it surfaces, swims by, and you know, again, Hooper and Quint kind of going back and forth. The Hooper going, that's 20 footer. And Quint's response, 25. Mm-hmm. Apparently he knows. Um, and then they start the whole, all right, we gotta get a barrel on it. And then Hooper, you know, I wonder, you know, had Hooper not gone to get what did he put? A tracker on the barrel? Is that what he went to go get? Uh, yes, I think that's what it is. Because he, oh, yeah, man. he runs. He runs back down into the um, below deck, grabs grabs a tracker, uh, hooks it to the barrel while while Quint is ready to fire, and Quint wanted to shoot him in the head with it, which would mm-hmm. you know he was hoping to pierce the skull you know in into his brain to kill him, and then the barrel would help keep him afloat, uh, so that they could retrieve it. But Quint wasn't there; didn't have the barrel. Uh, hooked properly and then Quint got a bad shot and Bruce gets away I always thought it was a tracker but it never really came up again until until the shark returns at night but it doesn't doesn't actually do anything it just blinks on the barrel yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I wish I was less drunk when I watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, so in this scene, you we had, okay, up to this point, we barely see anything of the shark. And this is really the first time you kind of get a sense of its scale. Like, mm-hmm. this thing's fucking huge. It's, it's. Oh, yeah, it, he's a big chunker. Yeah, he's got, he's got some badonk donk back there. He's a <laughs> thick one. He's got some cake, enough for the whole mm. ocean. Yeah, I mean, I love fat bottom sharks make those rocking wheels go around. <laughs> Fins uh, with the fur. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, uh, speaking it, of scale, uh, right after this, we get Quinn and Hooper having a dick measuring contest. Yes, yeah, that at night while they're. Um, you know they're they've eaten dinner, um, and I forget what start they but they've all been drinking and they're starting to exchange mm-hmm. stories um, about different scars and what Hooper Hooper's got. Oh God, Brody brings up something on Quint, or Quint's talking about how he used to be a, a boxer mm. and had a tooth knocked out, and then Hooper's like, oh, well I got a I got a scar on my arm, and then. Mm-hmm. And then Quint comes back and goes, oh, yeah, well, I got this here. And Hooper's go, oh, I got a bull. I got hit by a bull shark and back and forth. And back I love and the forth. escalation. Like he like throws his leg up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> they both throw their legs on the table. Um, yeah, but- you drink to my leg. I'll drink to your leg. All right. We'll drink to our legs. Mm-hmm. The one line that's always stuck with me is when uh, Hooper says some girl's name after he like opens his shirt. And he's like, she broke my heart. And then they all just start cracking up. I don't know why. That's a great line. <laughs> It's so good. This whole scene is so good. Yeah. And then and then after that it's subtle. Um and then it's it's Brody looking down and I think it's his appendix scar because mm-hmm. I I think that's what they're saying is like he's got a scar he's like oh, it's all I got. I had my appendix removed. So yeah. I'm I can't be in this conversation. That's such a good little moment. How he, he like lifts up his shirt. He doesn't really want to join the conversation, but he like looks at his scar and he's like, eh, it's not worth bringing yeah, up. No, I'm just going to get made fun of more. And I'm the chief of police. What the hell? Uh, and then and then he asks uh, Quint about um, his tattoo and Hopper makes a joke. Um, and then we get what I think one of the best monologues in in movie history when he tells his recollection of being on the USS Indianapolis and which, you know, real thing really happened. And yeah, what was it? 11,000, 12,000 or no, 1100 or 1200 men went into the water and only 316, I think survived. So they estimate like 900 something men were killed by sharks. God, this story is horrific. And I, I yeah. that line where he's like, like a shark's eyes are black, like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's Just eyes. So good. I don't, I've never been to a screenwriting class, but I hope they show this scene in every screenwriting writing class. Right. It's so class. perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. it goes from hilarious to like somber to sad to terrifying, back to funny. And even though it's long, it's paced so well. You're just like enraptured by this scene. Yeah. It's you're... so fucking good. It might be the best scene in cinematic history. It's it way be, up really. there. I, I love my favorite little, like you said earlier, blinking you'll miss it moment is when Quint mentions the Indianapolis and the change in expression. Oh, as yeah. soon as Hooper realizes what he's oh, actually yeah. saying. 
from like jovial like ha ha to mm. he's like oh shit like it's sobering you like, were he's there? immediately yeah. like not he's not enjoying himself anymore he he knows exactly what that those words mean and it's just brody's like huh what's that what huh yeah. This oh, was no. also a major, oh, this was made in 1975 moment. Because I'm like, he, he yeah. was in World War II? But it's 2020! We delivered the bomb. they just use their cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they not simply drone strike the shark? <laughs> Wait, why hasn't pollution killed it yet? <laughs> Just wait for global warming. Wait a year. <laughs> it's fine. So Man, I'm so glad sh- they never made like a modern remake of this. Just it wait. Lost all its charm. <laughs> yeah. Just I, I fucking just wait. It, didn't I? <laughs> It'll God happen, it, Eric. God damn it, Eric. It's all my fault. It's going to be directed by Zach fucking Snyder. It's going to be in black and white. The shark's going to attack in slow motion. I was just going to say, it's going to be slow motion. And for some reason, a bullet's going to fall slow motion to the ground after the shark. And then we're going to have an interview with that. The shark's going to shoot somebody. (laughs) And then we're going to have an interview. We're going to have to suffer through interviews with that dickhead where he's like, this this is violent, it's sexy, it's R-rated. Shut the fuck up. I hate Zack Snyder so much. (laughs) You can watch this this movie in four easy installments over four weeks. (laughs) Just go (laughs) fuck a monster, you fucking idiot bro. Get out of here. Stop making movies. All about that aspect ratio. (laughs) Okay, we're no, no, we're not going down that <laughs> conversation right now. So, uh, <laughs> they emphasize it's vertical action. No one's ever done what I've done. <laughs> so the shark, the shark returns and begins ramming the boat hull, uh, causing it to start taking on water, disabling power, and then uh, takes off uh, that night. So then the men go to work repairing the engine. In the morning, Brody attempts to call the Coast Guard after the shark shows back up again. Mm. Um, and Quint then, who is, he doesn't want anyone's help. He's obsessed. He's turning into Ahab, uh-huh. definitely yeah. at this point. Um, his mission is, no, I need to kill this shark. No one else can kill this shark. It needs to be me. So he smashes the radio. <laughs> um, at this <laughs> point, also... I threw the, the metal the, away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the first barrel somehow gets dislodged from the shark. They either cut the rope or something. Yeah, doesn't um, it? It's like pins. Uh, Brody doesn't like move the rope properly or something, and it like pins Hooper to the side. Yeah, after that's that's a little bit later because the first barrel disappears somehow. I always wondered where it went. Um, then Quentin's able to harpoon the shark with two barrels. Mm-hmm. They then tie. They tie it to the stern cleats, but then the engine gives out uh, and it starts dragging the boat backwards. So then you got all the salt water pouring into the engine, which I'm thinking, that can't be good. (laughs) And then the shark is like, two barrels are too much. Oh, wait, no, that's Ace Ventura. Never mind. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's not Snowflake. So then they they uh, I think they lose the cleats. Uh, the shark takes off. Uh, Quint gets a third barrel and then goes, ah, no, he can't. he's not going down with three. And he goes down with three. And then it keeps popping back up and just fucking with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, the 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 boat's pretty much. The boat's almost fucked because Quint, Quint then gets the ge- genius idea. Oh, we're going to bring him into the shallows and kill him there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll drown him. 
We'll drown. You will drown the this thing shark, that can't drown. This, this shark is well. If you can get it where they can't swim forward, they yeah. they'll drown. Yeah. But like, so his idea is to like beach him underwater essentially, and it's like, bitch, this shark is not nine feet tall. It is really long. <laughs> you can't get it to like, all right, good. We're in 24 feet of water. It'll drown him now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, we all saw ah. that little kitty pool. So, you know, I'm going to show him some, 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 the latest updates on the stock market. He's going to see that all of his investments are crashing and he's going to kill himself. <laughs> We get a really great Quint moment here. Where he's so fucking calm. This dude, like, he's a badass. He's uh, singing. But, uh, there's a fire in the fucking boat, and he's like, "Put out the fire, will you?" Like, like so calm. Yeah. Like, and and I think at some point during this, there was a scene where uh, Hooper's legs are like crushed by the yeah rope, by the right? by the rope. Yeah. What because oh, yeah. like. It, it, in any other movie, that would have been the character's death. It, it's it's great. Right. It's just a beat. Yeah, yeah. It could have. It been was just kind of like hitting home again that Brody doesn't know what the fuck he's doing on the water. Yeah, and he's just mm-hmm. he's that he's essentially a liability up until he he takes his life into his own hands at the very end. But I mean, really, he's just there to be like the audience, like da, what this do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know like, this is called a rope, chief. You know, you know, I had a thought while I was watching this this part of the movie. You know, there's one brief moment where uh, Quint is like, you're bleeding from your head to Brody. Mm-hmm. And as someone who watches a lot of movies, my instant thought was that was... My instant thought, if I wasn't familiar with Jaws, would have been, oh, that's foreshadowing. The shark yeah. is going to smell the blood uh-huh. on his forehead and kill him. <laughs> the way <laughs> to scare people who have seen too many movies is false foreshadowing and movies don't do it enough. Yeah. You got to have You got to every now and then have a uh, um um what the fuck is it called? Uh someone's gun? Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun. gun. You got to yeah. have a Chekhov's gun that no one ever comes back to. You got to do that shit. <laughs> It'll hey, scare people into the movies. That can backfire pretty badly, though. If you do like it some right. action movie starts with it, like he's about to run out the door in his big adventure. He's like, remember, I got to be back at three for that fight with the grizzly bear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely coming back into play. And it just ends with him, like, you know, freeze framing high five, like his dog. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But like if, if like your hero is going out on like a big like final stand and they walk away and you see like a bullet on the desk. Oh, oh they forgot to load a bullet. Have yeah. it not matter. <laughs> He stabbed him to death. Exactly. <laughs> he bludgeoned him with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> while while Quint is trying to draw the shark into shallow water, he's overtaxes the engine. He breaks he breaks the orca completely, and it's starting to slowly sink. And uh, Quint, after you know telling his story about being on the in, in the, um, Indianapolis, he said, "You know, I'll never wear a, 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 life, vest. a life vest again." Mm-hmm. So. At this point, he knows that they're fucked. He knows that they're going down. So he tosses, um, you know, life vest to Hooper and to Brody as they pretty much wait for it to sink because death is coming. And then he, you know, Quint also, as Hooper starting to respect Quint, Quint is starting to respect Hooper a bit. And Hooper brought on the shark cage and some of the uh, the poison tip uh, spears. Yeah. And he looks at him and goes, can you actually kill the shark with this? And Hooper's like, yeah, if I can... If I can get it in his mouth or his eye or something. And then they go, all right, well, last ditch effort. We're sinking. Maybe we can take the shark out by getting 
getting Hooper in the cage. So they put that together. Oh, I again, I should have been more sober rewatching this. <laughs> I did not hear it was poison tipped. I was like, "You're gonna what is this? Death by a thousand cuts? That's a tiny little." <laughs> He's gonna pump air into his veins. <laughs> he just has to hit that vein just right. <laughs> So uh, he's going to inject him with, uh, I think it's pronounced strict, strychnine. Yeah, strychnine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's highly right. toxic, um, highly toxic, and that's what he would poison the shark with. But he can't, he can't get it through his ya. his hide. His it'll kill you. Uh, so he's got to get it in his in his mouth or in his eye, and that's the idea of getting him below the water. So they get the they get the cage together. They get Hooper in there. All kinds He's of scared, notes, by the way. Holy oh, shit. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, regular <laughs> sharks can can screw up a cage. This yeah. thing is 25 feet. I know. And you want to get in the water with it. So he gets down in there. This is a cage made in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, you know, 10 to 16 feet shark. And this one is an extra 10 feet above that. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered why Hooper is in the cage and then he puts he puts his little pokey thing outside he's like i'm just gonna hold my appendages outside the cage this seems like a good idea yes that drives me crazy okay the only thing i can think of is he's worried about trying to thrust through bars and like break it it's the only thing i can think of is like he doesn't want the bars to be an impediment but yeah, in, well, it's kind of hard to thrust is, your spear when you don't have yes, arms. Exactly. <laughs> or when your arms are already out forward, you can't get any force behind no, it. No, yeah. here, pokey poke. No. Also, yeah. the fact that he drops it the second the shark, like, rocks the cage, I would have had a fucking death grip on that spear. Yeah. the mm-hmm. only thing keeping me safe. I would have stabbed myself before the shark ate me. <laughs> I would have yeah. held that thing. I would have held that thing like it was baby Jesus. <laughs> We're both going stab. down, Sharky. I'm gonna stab myself. I'm gonna poison you as you die as you digest yeah. me. Yeah. It's actually not a bad death, idea. Death by an upset tum tum. Also, Hooper maybe has the biggest, fattest balls of any movie character who's ever lived. I know, right? If only I'm they had that and shark repellent handy, this all would have been a good point. Damn it. Damn it, Hoopa. Hoopa! <laughs> so he drops he drops his, his little spear, and uh, little Jaws spear. proceeds to just beat the shit out of the cage, just destroys it, and mm-hmm. Bro- Brody and Quint are up above going, oh, we, we got to get the cage up. <laughs> and I they... Now, Chris, you might know a little bit more about this, but they were intersplicing, oh, and I don't think yeah. they did it until this part. Um, intersplicing Bruce with a real life shark attacking a cage. Yes, and I think there was a whole idea behind it wh- that Hooper, when they were filming the real shark, this is where they were going to kill Hooper in the movie. Uh, that was certainly that was certainly like one of the like they it was t- when they showed it's like. Uh, I don't even know if it's got test audiences, but when it like it was screened for probably you know studio or whatever, uh, they had Hooper living and dying, and everybody said, "No, you, leave him alive. He needs to come back and and be even if it makes no sense." But like he pops up at the end, like, "Oh man, that sure was something, huh?" Thanks for taking <laughs> care of it. Uh, it. It it tested very well like that. Like people really liked the fact that he survived. So could you, hey, man? And you don't even I, think about how little it yeah. makes sense. You're just like, oh. Oh, he's cool. Yeah. Good. Chief Brody is stuck in the ocean after a lot of noise and blood everywhere and has to paddle rhythmically because sharks don't like any of those things. 
They're not like cats. They're not like, oh man, you killed a big shark. I better leave. Well, again, this <laughs> is a smart demon shark. He's like, I know my target. It's the boat. So, well, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. That that's in like four minutes. So, <laughs> so Hooper swims off. He's safe. Um, the the cage. You know, uh, Brody and Quint are able to eventually bring it back up. It's been destroyed. So they go well. Well, Hooper's dead, and then the shark <laughs> jumps up on to, on the boat, and it comes. My favorite, the scariest come, part in the movie to me when I was a kid, by the way, when the shark just like used its mass to be like, "No, you are sinking, bitch!" And oh. it like <laughs> takes half the boat underwater and makes it like a fun slide to death. This yeah, is and, the part of the movie where I always ran out of the room as a kid. It's fucking terrifying. Like it oh, really yeah. is. So it's all like slippery and squeaky, and Quint's like desperation is so palpable. Slip, just slip and slide to hell. Yeah, he knows exactly what's coming, and he like better than anybody knows. And like it was almost like this moment of him like, uh, "Well, I knew this was going to happen eventually," kind of thing. Yeah, so he does and get then, in like some nice stabs. Oh yeah, he um, grabs the machete. Yeah, which he, that was the Chekhov's gun that came back. Oh yeah, because yeah. uh-huh. he just doesn't boom, right doesn't, right on the side. Other than just giving him a little bit of bragging rights, like, ah, at least I scarred his face up. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing. It's not, like, it's not like he took out one of the shark's eyes, which then created a blind spot for you know someone to exploit or anything like that. Like his, eventually, He's really just amounted to a snack at the end of the day. But it was, yeah. well, uh, it's a great scene, for God's sake. The, Chris, the end- if, you're, if you're ever being eaten by a great white, make sure you take the time to stab it with your machete strategically in the eye while you're half being uh, mouthballed by it. Um, I'm going to punch <laughs> it in the gills and then rub its belly, and then I'm going to... Wait, that doesn't work for sharks. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that work for? The, ru- the, the belly rub works for alligators. Oh, okay. oh, oh that's so that's cute! Yeah, you got to You got it. Here's the thing: you got to get on their back and hold their mouth closed, which doesn't sound possible, but it is because the jaws mm-hmm. that they use to close their mouths are really, really strong. But the jaws, they oh, yeah, use, you, or the muscles they use hold. to close, but the muscles they use to open them are not very strong at all. So once you get yeah. your hands on them, you, they're they're not that bad. Now, if it's, it's a really like a big one, effect, you don't want right? to try this at all because you're going to lose every part of your body. But if it's yeah. you know reasonable size <laughs> and you know what you're doing, it's doable. Uh, and then, like when they start freaking out, if you're able to get them on their side or their back and rub their stomach, they chill out like a cat. It's the weirdest shit ever. I oh, love man. how Chris says this like he's done it before. <laughs> <laughs> man, someone should have told so the confident. protagonist from Crawl yeah. about this. We've done some dumb shit, Eric. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So after Quint is um, devoured, the shark backs off, and then Brody's in the cabin, and the shark jumps, jumps it, swims through the. <laughs> The fucking window at this no, point. He's like, Surprise, bitch. Like, <laughs> hey, you're cooking dinner in here? I'm hungry. I've been trying to reach you about your car's warranty. I mean, he did freaking belly flop onto the ship. Donations yeah. for the clock tower. So. <laughs> Have you heard about Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? <laughs> so, so Brody then... Um, appeases the shark with an offering of a pressurized scuba tank so the shark takes off with that thinking that he's gotten something and then brody climbs up to the crow's nest with the um with the other stabby stab uh spear and the rifle uh he he stabs the shark a bunch of times in the head it doesn't matter so then the shark takes off for a long distance run at the boat so that he can slow jump through the air 
and and kill Brody. But unfortunately, he never gets the chance because Brody does shoot the uh, scuba tank, which explodes. But according to Mythbusters, that would not happen. But in Steven Spielberg, it does happen. Right. And, and there's Bruce, actually a great Bruce goes boom. bit of trivia about, about that. Well, not about great, but there's a bit of trivia about that. Uh, that, of course, was brought up to him by a lot of people, uh, both, you know, behind the movie and on set, uh, on the boats floating around on set, going, that doesn't fucking work that way. Like, you, <laughs> you might as well be, like, shooting a, a water balloon. Like, it would have the same explosive power of this thing. This is just air. It's compressurized. It'll pop a little bit, but it's not going to, you know. And and he said, you know what, if they're, if they if I've got the audience to this point, they're not mm-hmm. going to care. They're going to be yeah. so excited this thing's fucking dead. I guarantee you they're going to be jumping up out of their seats. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the show again really- that, you know, when all else fails, at least 70s and 80s and 90s version, you trust Steven Spielberg. I'm yeah. pretty sure that in real life it would fuck up the shark because when they tested it on Mythbusters, it it's took like, off pops. like a rocket. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, it, 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 it shot around the room. Yeah, it would have so shot through Bruce's head. It, it would have it gone, like, down his gullet. That and, actually would have been cooler out than what they did. That would have been they shot it, and it was like... Yeah, well, when Zack Snyder remakes it... Stop putting it out there. When Zack Snyder does a remake, that'll happen in slow motion. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna propel him backwards up to the moon. That's what's oh, God. <laughs> right up. We'll see so, Wilziex. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's bigger jaws. Lizzie's from the the orca from South Park. The the kids trick the guys into or the guys trick the kids into using Mexico's uh NASA to fly to the moon. No. Nope. <laughs> look it up. It's re- just look up South Park Moon Orca and you'll laugh your All ass. All right, up. pause the podcast and watch that South Park episode. No, 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 no. Keep listening to podcast. So, so when Bruce blows up, we get this great underwater shot of this red mist, and it, it, yeah. it looks beautiful, man. Like, it looks really cool. You you have some weird it's, attractions it's to weird dude, things. Man. What? You like red mist floating in the ocean of a dead animal? Beautiful. All the oh. chunks are gorgeous. It's so it's like Christmas. I do feel bad for Bruce, though. Mom, I told so, you not to come in here while I'm watching Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much like my dreams, it's scary. Also, really that did. one time in the bathtub, that's what it looked like. <laughs> for you? <laughs> well, yes, for you, because you had a sh- you had a plastic shark on your dick. So, yeah. It's very tender so. down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, easily torn. Yeah, I, I really feel bad for Bruce the shark. You know, he was just living his best shark life. He li- he's, <laughs> and you know, he's an apex predator. The- These dumb humans come into his territory, start fucking shit up. Well, yeah, he's, he's great white best buffet. Eat. Yeah, he, he, he's kind of dumb though in a smart shark kind of way because like he, this bitch was acting like Templeton the Rat at the fair. Like he was just <laughs> hopping up and down and just snatching up every single thing that he came across. Dog, person, mm-hmm. barrels. He didn't give a shit. Christmas turkey or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Now, now you see Fourth of July yeah. pot roast, whatever. Uh, he he should have had like a couple and then laid low for a little bit and digested his food like most animals do. Mm-hmm. But he can't help the fact that he's like five hundred feet long and he's just not yeah. getting enough food. A growing boy needs some food. Yeah, yeah you yeah, see exactly. though, if if he was voiced by Pan Oswald and made delicious dinners out of all the humans he ate, everyone would be rooting for him. Mm-hmm. That's true. Jaws a two channel. You know? Yeah. So you have I seen Jaws three. 
Problem is, in the Snyder Cut, he's going to be voiced by Chris Pratt. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so after after Bruce blows up, who, Hooper... I barely I got Chris with that one. Hooper resurfaces, <laughs> and he paddles, and he goes, and he finds Brody, and um, they paddle back to Amity Island, which, at this point, you can actually see the island, which is good. They're not that far, but the shot shows him swimming through... All the all the birds that have landed to eat the pieces of Bruce that are yeah. left at the surface, and as Chris so love like on point uh, mentioned that sharks aren't attracted to loud explosions, blood, meat, or rhythmic uh, noises. So <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only that's, argument that's how they I should could... have set up Jaws too, right there. That should have yeah. ended with another underwater. underwater pan shot of them, and they just get into the shallows before it's too late. Right? They don't even know that they're being hunted by a second shark. A yeah. second and then mega Jaws killer two. shark. Jaws 2 opens with Hooper like washing blood out of his shoes or whatever. Like, woo, that sure was crazy. Ah, I think it's eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hooper awesome. goes to stand up and notices he doesn't have legs. <laughs> notices. Uh, also, I really for some reason he goes not again. <laughs> also, I really appreciate that this movie the thread is over and it just ends. Yeah. Movies yeah. never do that it anymore. There's no like, man, it sure was crazy. Let's have another weird dinner and pose with my kid again. Or no epilogue. Go yeah. punch the yeah. mayor in the face and then like you know high five freeze frame with Hooper or anything like that. I Although still that think the mayor should have been fed to the sharks by the mafia. I feel like that is like a really big like plot hole. How would they do that? They'll be like, ah, hey, Mr. May, like, there's no shark problem here at all. Vinny, feed him to the sharks. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, like imagine, imagine it would have been better if the mayor was trying to prove to everybody that there were no sharks, like no shark problem. And <laughs> he's like, qu- he it, right? He's like, right? to prove that there are no sharks, yeah, I'm going to put on this uh, meat suit and swim in the middle of the. <laughs> yeah. Show the water more, boys. And, I want to see that movie. Play my recording, calling the shark's mother a bitch. You know, just, oh, this you is where Lady they, Gaga got the idea for her meat suit. <laughs> <laughs> what they need to do is a legacy sequel where they do like what Halloween did, where they do a new sequel that just forgets all the other sequels happened. <laughs> and the mayor's the main character this time. I, if it was cast right and given the right people, if that's what they decided to do. I would not be mad at it. You just get it uh, away from you, you just get it away from Amity, no Chief Brody. Like you don't recast those characters. You just do something different with it. I yeah. might be on board with it if it's another a, giant. If you said a legacy sequel made by the right people. Otherwise, yeah. they can just fuck off. Like you already fucked it up three other times or at least two other times. We don't need to. See I it. would, I would be more on board with that than an actual reboot or yeah. you know remake. I, of the I would rather. Like, yeah, I'd that. rather one and two. I can live with three. I still enjoy watching just, you mean? I don't know, just because of child nostalgia. Because it's terribly funny. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. You know, it's not intentionally it hilarious, but it is. It's like Jurassic Park And then 3. four. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see the fury in Zach's eyes. And then Jaws 4 is, Jaws 4 is 
that that's <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation for this uh, series. That I think, that oh, I can yeah, only watch revenge. while drinking. I feel like Jaws Four is like watching a family member's autopsy. It's just like you shouldn't have to. <laughs> the whole shit. time, let me let me explain. The whole time <laughs> you're watching it, you're just like, no one should have to see this ever. Like, why am I being subjected to this? In what circumstances did this become a thing that happened to me? And that's what Jaws Four. Do I like the family member? <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't have to oh, be. I, wow. Maybe family members a stretch. Maybe watching any autopsy, just going like, I shouldn't have to watch this. That's what Jaws Four is like. It is wild that sequels to like huge tentpole films back back then, like the same thing with Superman Four. How yeah. they used stock footage and reused footage of them, oh, they just I didn't care it. at all. It's yeah. amazing. It is. It is admirable in a shitty way, like. Wow, just... That'd be like if in, in, in Avengers Endgame, if when Iron Man died, they just like cut to a scene of Robert Downey Jr. falling over from the first Iron Man. It's so wild. <laughs> wow. Um... <clears throat> like he falls on set. And then he's like, yep, that's his death. Like, holy grail, the, my, the anime. I just pictured Robert Downey Jr. as like the animator in the Holy Grail. Just, <laughs> just falls over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you guys feel about this movie like do you think it holds up like yeah absolutely oh yeah much better than a lot of movies that came even after it um maybe especially after i don't know uh i, there, I mean there's been a lot of great especially horror movies where they're you know effects driven and it's all practical effects that don't age well at all mm-hmm and then there's John Carpenter's The Thing, and there's Jaws, and there's the oh, 80s yeah. version of The Blob, and stuff where you're just like, God mm-hmm. damn. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like Zach mentioned earlier, they really lucked out in two ways. One was they lucked out that the shark didn't work that well. Because as Mike mentioned, they were forced to use other ways to show the shark's presence, like the, the dock or the barrels. And it really heightens the sense of menace. Mm-hmm. It feels like the shark is like a, a slasher, you know, before that was even really a thing. Um, but it, especially if you see Jaws after having seen like Halloween and Friday the 13th films and stuff like that, it, it feels like that, you know, it, it's just it's funny that there aren't more teenage victims in this movie. Like you would think there'd be like if it was made now or in the last 20 years, at one point there would have been like a we don't need no fucking rules beach party after all, like the killing started with all <laughs> yeah. Nothing but local teens that can't be bothered to listen to the curfew of this new, like foreign chief from New York. Ooh. And every the shark would have eaten like forty five people at once, you know, like just yeah, or, yeah. or just killed. Like he wouldn't have he would like spitting them out, you know, just out of spite. Um, <laughs> that's the Meg. That's that's pretty much the Meg. Oh, that movie was trash. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, um, I mean, look, look, we'll Jaws, Jaws is fantastic, and and the reason it is is because the shark not working forced them to think outside the box and forced them to become creative, and and that creativity led to some of the most famous scenes in movie history. On top of that, it's expertly edited. You've got a, a mm-hmm. all time great score. I mean, you only have to do two notes, and everyone knows what it is. Two. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Um, just all you have to do is, especially if you're anywhere near water and everyone's like, oh, go fuck yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. they ca- despite the fact that there's actually a lot of people in the movie uh, and a lot of speaking parts, it's really a three character movie. I mean, Brody's wife is kind of big and the mayor and, and um, 
the the deputy like they've all got like sizable parts to an extent but it's really brody hooper and quinn those are the three main characters of the movie and especially once they get isolated out in the water against the shark it is really just those three guys carry the movie and they were all cast perfectly especially in the fact that the way that they relate to each other as actors and as characters uh, they feel like 3d people and you care about what happens to them to the point again you're so invested in the story and the characters and what's going on that the datedness of some of the effects does not matter at all it still holds up as one of the best movies ever made period i mean it's the top five best movie ever made it might not be a top five favorite for people because they're stupid uh, <laughs> you can't disagree I mean top five might be a stretch but it's a top film ever made regardless of where you would put it I will say I do think it's kind of a slow burn uh, but I feel like if you know that going in it really works like you have to kind of you know what I mean like it's not a modern film it was made in the 70s um, but it does move pretty quickly we got the first two shark attacks happening in the first what 15-20 minutes and the entire second half is pretty intense. Like they're on the boat mm-hmm. after the shark. So uh, I think it really holds up pretty well. I liked it. It was it was awesome revisiting it. I feel like I appreciate it more as an adult, you know, like it scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I really appreciate it as an adult. I feel like it's ever like I honestly can't remember pre Jaws. You know, I, I it was around when I was born, and so, like, I I can't remember being feeling safe in the water. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> honestly, uh, I remember once I was taking a bath when I was a kid. And my brother turned the lights off in the bathroom, I'm like, ha, ha, oh no! And just that moment of being <laughs> in the dark just, in a body of water of any kind, I was like, yeah. nope! And oh yeah, probably about killed myself jumping out. Yeah, that's what gets Mike off, though. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys want to hear my? Uh, tinfoil hat interpretation of this movie sure sure, sure. okay it. all right it's so. shark propaganda <laughs> from big <laughs> oil okay big tuna so, i think that this movie is basically eternal like you can keep it, it'll always ring true to people because the shark represents any kind of major crisis it could represent covid it could represent uh-huh. global warming but the three main characters are and every man, Quint, a rich guy, Hooper, and a member, a government official, which is a Brody. He's a mm. sheriff. Mm-hmm. And when they, the whole movie is about them ignoring this big problem, <laughs> and and who's paying for it is the every the every man. All these people, all these normal people, getting eaten. So finally, they acknowledge the problem, and they send out the weakest possible solution, just a little dinky boat. And of course, when we have the everyman, the government official, and the rich person, which is the only way, like, if all of those three, like, people, types of people come together to try to solve a Uh major problem, that's the only reason it's going to get solved. But then they go out there, and of course their reaction is, we're going to need a bigger boat because they've let the problem go, like, way too far. Yeah. And then, of course, when they finally fight the problem head on, and and solve it when it's all already gotten way out of hand. Who ends up dead? The everyman. Quint. He gets swallowed alive. And who swims away safely? The rich guy and the government official. <laughs> Son so, of a bitch. That's, that's my good. interpretation of Jaws. 
You should write a dissertation on this. This is great. <laughs> and actually, the mayor being like a tool of the like the guy who's supposed to be protecting his constituents being a tool of the capitalist side of it. Oh yeah, ties into mm-hmm. that. Like, uh-huh. motherfucker, are you gonna make me hate Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Jaws is even better because of that interpretation. That's amazing. That's a good point. So yeah. Anyway, you know who Jaws should eat? The Fucking rich COVID shark. <laughs> yeah. Let's. <laughs> So uh, glad everyone liked the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, I, can I ask? So, sorry, oh. Zach and Eric of the three sequels. Do you like any of them? I I just, enjoy. You, you can just say yes or no if you want. Like no, 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 no. I, I enjoy the sequel. We'll we'll get to those eventually. Uh, I enjoy them for what they are, but they're terrible. They are <laughs> terrible movies. Like objectively terrible, uh, but they're fun. I enjoy some of them and one of them not so much, but (laughs) I will still watch them and not hate watch them. Like I may have watched another movie for another series. I think the only sequel you could get me to watch is Jaws of Revenge because it's so goofy. It's like Batman and Robin Robin level bonkers. I would argue it's worse. Like extreme terrible sequels offend me less than sequels that are just lazy and forgettable. Like Jaws, Jaws two, 3. I feel like would piss me off. Yeah. See, Jaws two is a decently enough made film where it's it just kind of feels like eh, it's just a little bit inferior. Well, a little bit. It's it's just not as good because it doesn't recapture the magic. But it's a it's a fine summer like scare movie. Like it's it's pretty effective. Did Jaws did three feels have lazy anything to do? Shit. He produced it, I think, but he didn't direct okay. it at all or have anything to do with the script or anything. He doesn't usually like do his own sequel. And I know that um, um, uh, Brody didn't want to do it, but he was contractually obligated to do it. And he was pissed That's where off. you always get your best performance. He was pissed <laughs> yeah. off that. Uh, <laughs> That that Richard Dreyfus didn't have to come back, because oh. <laughs> uh, he was like, "Well, at least me and Richard will hang out in, like the Bahamas, wherever, and have a good time, like we did back in the day." And I was like, "No, it's just you and a bunch of kids." And he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> um, so it took That's all amazing. the fun that he was going to have out of it. So he didn't have the best time oh. making it, but I think it's a fine movie. But when you get into the Dennis Quaid Jaws three, the only real appeal of it is that it's so silly, uh, and the three D effects that are hysterically dated. Um, <laughs> yeah. But of course, Jaws Four is just fucking so, terrible. So I have one more question for you guys before we wrap up. I know we got to wrap up soon, but Spielberg movies. Where does this rank as far oh, as Spielberg man. movies go? Like, it's very I subjective. Guess, uh, I think this is for me. It's in like the top three at lowest. It might be number one. I I don't know. Jurassic Park's really up there, and there are other movies like. I mean, Schindler's List is probably a better movie than most of the other movies he's made, but I ain't watching that shit again. Yeah. Um, it was one. just like, I don't want to fucking want to die from watching a movie again. <laughs> <Like>, it <laughs> was the most depressed I've ever been watching anything. Um, you know, so I, I, for me personally, I, I think Jaws is my favorite Spielberg film. It really is. Uh, for me, you have to. I can't decide on my favorite Spielberg movie, but I can decide on my favorites of the three types of movies he makes because he only makes three types of movies. He makes okay. <laughs> he he makes uh, monsters eat people. Mm-hmm. He makes <laughs> making friends with alien weirdos, and he makes historical epics. And uh-huh. I think the best monsters eat people movie 
is probably Jaws. Even though I like Jurassic Park more, I think Jaws is a better made movie. Huh. Okay. What about you, Zach? Um, it's tough because I like some of them are <clears throat> like I didn't discover till later, like Duel. Yeah, from seventy one. I really like that one, and that that has a you've got one person like that that is your star of that movie. Well, two people, a guy and a truck, you know, yeah. that's pursuing him. I mean, uh, the different Indiana Jones. I like those, yeah. but. I don't yeah, know. I, would, I think I would actually go with Jurassic Park. Jaws is there, but I think it's subjective of when you see it and what you exactly. connect with most. And I did see Jaws at a younger age, mm-hmm. um, but I think Jurassic Park just hit me at the right time in 93. I agree. <clears throat> For me, it's it's definitely Jurassic Park at the top, followed closely by Raiders and then Jaws. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark's amazing. Raiders is so fucking good. It's such it a is. good movie, dude. It holds yeah, up see, like I'm, crazy. I'm, I Let's go I'm, watch it right now. I think I'm also, Jaws, okay. Jurassic Park, Raiders, but they're all watch. pretty interchangeable. Those are three of my all-time favorite movies. You know, but like, also, I okay. Nazi faces melting right now. Okay, so the Indiana Jones movies don't really factor into my three types of movies I said he made. But the Indiana Jones movies feel <laughs> more like George Lucas movies than they are. Spielberg movies. He, how does how does Hook filter into your three movies? Making friends with weirdos. Historical big monsters eating people. Historical epic. Historical epic big monster making. Peter Pan. Peter Pan famously won World War II single handedly. <laughs> that poser Captain America gets all the credit. he convinced hitler to kill himself (laughs) he called him a codfish (laughs) oh man man. i was smooching a fairy julia roberts was the hottest tinkerbell oh my god and yelling bangerang over and over again he thought it was a racial slur (laughs) the last thing hitler heard was rufi oh You're doing it, Adolf. You're playing with us. <laughs> well, on that note, we should probably wrap up now. Yeah. This is this has been Once fun. Once we delve into the Hitler jokes, it's all because I just see you, you pan out and just see Hitler on the ground foaming at the mouth from the cyanide capsule he took. <laughs> just cast Peter, play. Oh my god! Man, 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 Jaws. It's just exactly that scene with Hook with Hook where he has a gun to his head. I'm going to do it. I swear I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, man. So, Chris, yes, uh, sir. Where, where can people find you? Um, soon to be coming to the woods near you. No, I am. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> you can find uh, both myself and Mr. Eric over at ComicZombie.net. Uh, when it's back up and running, I will be uh, joining him, I'm sure, for episodes of Epic Tales of History. I can also find yep. our Comic Zombie podcast pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. You can find us on Discord. Facebook and Instagram at Comic Zombie and Twitter at Comic Zombie Two. Eric, what are where can people find you in your plethora of podcasts? <laughs> I think the easiest way to find me is uh, either Twitter or Instagram at Eric Slater. That's Eric with the K, Slater with the D. Uh, but yeah, Epic Fails History, Too Young for This Trek, and Comic Zombie. Oh, and the Super Switch Club. If you guys like sharks uh, and dolphins, we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be uh, playing. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna be playing. We're gonna be playing. We're gonna be playing Echo the Dolphin on Sega Genesis. So if you want to hear the word for Segway of the Year goes to. <laughs> if you want to hear us suffer through that, you know that'll be a fun time. Maybe. Can I just say I don't get the Echo the Dolphin hate I was seeing on Twitter for that poll. Like, yes, it's not a great game, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Well, I, I never played it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know if not the worst thing in the world is the best <laughs> argument to make against something. <laughs> well, just compared, compared to the way people were responding to it being selected as the game they were going to play. Like, I mean, I it's, much it's not like rubbing your dick on a pineapple. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like getting 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 your member stuck in a shark as a child <laughs> running through your living room, <laughs> slapping it against the cab- cabinets trying to get it out. Trust me, it may be bad, but it's not mouth-fucking a shark bad. <laughs> there it is. Thank you, Chris. Mike, where can uh, people find you instead of everything I just said? The hospital. I really need a bigger boat. I mean. <laughs> uh, at Pod on Twitter, at Pod on Instagram, at TheNeatCast on Facebook, and at TheNeatCast on TikTok. Find us on any streaming platform where you get your podcasts. Wow, you should you should show Jeremy how to do that. Yeah, that Jeremy. Was awesome. Listen to a fucking professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, get that elevator speech ready. <laughs> mm, have enjoyed our, our Shark Week special, so uh, I don't know if this is the first or the last one, but uh, <laughs> until next time, d- disassemble? Same shark time, same shark channel. Disassemble! Is that something you guys say? <laughs> Podcasters Assemble is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Podcast Network. Find more of our shows at probablywork.com and learn how to contribute to future episodes of Podcasters Assemble by looking us up on Twitter and Instagram at Casters Assemble or joining our Discord page. Link in the show notes. Submissions are always open. Intro written by Eric Slater. This episode was edited by Zach Derby. Voiceover by a guy in a basement with three daughters who's just glad he's not on food stamps. Thank you to everyone who was able to contribute to this episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to where you can find them all online. Thank you. Are you nostalgic for a simpler time? A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons. A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah, me too. I miss my NES. Hi, (laughs) I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games, but I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Games like Star Fox, Super Mario World, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Echo the Dolphin, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Castlevania Bloodline, Super Metroid, Shining Force. 
Balloon Fight, Punch Out, Sonic 2, F Zero, Pokemon Snap, and so much more. The Super Switch Club is a podcasters assemble style show from the We Can Make This Work Probably Podcast Network. A podcast where we peel away the veneer of nostalgia and play some unnecessarily difficult video games just because our friends are playing them too. So join us on the Super Switch Club, where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. Fantastic. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. Yeah, that sounds good. Best of all, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com slash super switch club now to learn more. The Neatcast, your source for offbeat news. Marauding monkeys bring fear to historic Indian tourist haven. These monkeys have gotten aggressive. Anytime you hold a package in their hand, they'll come up and they'll snatch it from you. Like gang members. Like, take your oh chain. Oh my god. Hot takes on sports? Drew Brees is a legend. How dare you? He is, but he's done. No, he's not. You pardoned him. He's coming back. <laughs> he wants to pardon Drew Brees. I want to throw him in prison. And deep dives into the paranormal. The uh, Loveland Frogman. At approximately 3.30 a.m., an unnamed businessman, the most credible witness maybe you can find. <laughs> unnamed <laughs> I was just doing business when I saw a frogman. Join us every Monday and let's talk some bullshit. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. <laughs>